if we're gonna like throw the tarot cards on the table, I would say your fault. Like again, I'm. Did you hear my? Straws. Did you just hear my bunk? I say tarot cards. Tarot? Did you just say tarot? <laughs> I said tarot cards like 15 minutes ago. It's tarot, like carrot. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> is it tarot? It's tarot. It is tarot. It's tarot cards. I I did not even hear you. So you were cl- you were super smooth about it because I didn't even it, like it didn't even register. Oh no, girl! You're doing this podcast with a hillbilly. Say that shit. Woof. Wait, what? <laughs> Cheers. Welcome back, amateurs. This is Amateur Intellectuals, the podcast where two irreverent friends get on Google to learn more about some stuff and then chat about it. Um, We're kind of like if the Discovery Channel and Comedy Central had a love child that was a podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a female Jeff Foxworthy. Um, So, Kendall, this is episode five. Can you believe that we made it? Can you believe that we made it to episode five? Wait, I thought this was six, girl. This is six. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it sure is. That's. <clears throat> this is episode six, Kendall. <laughs> I'm not counting, it? but it's six. Can you no, I, I just, I just, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I mean, they're starting to blend, which means we've got a repertoire uh, you know, we've got a catalog. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to say it takes a fair amount of work to produce this podcast, like on both of our friends. So I just want to say thank you so much to Kendall for being Aww. a great friend and just uh, just as great of a co-producer. So um, we're learning so much as we go, um, like how close my face needs to be to the microphone to not sound like I'm at the bottom <laughs> of a well. Um <laughs> But anyway, we're improving and learning with each episode. And so I'm just so grateful that I have you as my podcast partner. And I wanted to formally say it. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank hey, you, dear. This has course. been a blast. And um, it's yeah, it's been an honor to do it with you. And I can't wait for more. I'm just so, so excited. So. Oh, thank you, Kendall. You're the best. Um, so, OK, we're diving in. Here we go. Kendall. Yes. When you sleep, mm. do you prefer a wild, imaginative dream or dead blackness until the morning? What is Ooh. what do you wake up more pleased with? Like, oh, that was great. Okay. Ooh. Um. Not all of the time, but definitely. Like, I I don't dream often, so whenever I do dream, I typically love it, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's like teeth falling out, and then I yeah. hate it. Mm-hmm. But generally. If I, I would say I have maybe like 10 dreams a year. Oh, wow. Okay. And you, you like that experience? Like you're happy for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I had one. Yeah. Like curious. I'm like, oh, what was that? That was so cool. Yeah. Um, well, interesting. That's a good one. I, um, am a very, very vivid dreamer and I dream almost every night. Are you shitting me? It's exhausting. Um, I don't know why I do. Uh, but I do. So Are you I, I actually prefer still the, the dreaming over the black, the blackness, <laughs> uh, the blackout. But, um, I, I like, sometimes I just want like some peace in my brain and I, it doesn't always happen. But anyway, how many, how many blackout nights do you have? You think what? Pro- probably like 10 a year. <laughs> no way. We're probably like opposites in that way. Now, if I've had 
drinks in the evening time, like right mm. before bed, like if I've had a breakfast. lot of wine or whatever, not like drunk, but just if I've had enough, like two glasses or whatever, I am more likely to sleep without any dreams. But if I go to bed sober, which is in fact most nights, then <laughs> I I dream and I dream and I dream and I dream. Oftentimes multiple <laughs> dreams a night. And I remember not, I'm sure I don't remember all of them, but I remember many. So yeah, it's just, it's intense. But that is everybody's so bizarre. Different. Yeah. So, okay. We're talking about dreams today. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. It's going to, I have so much fun shit to tell you. Okay. What are dreams? Why do we have them? What's been the belief over time? Uh, how dreams are interpreted? So overall, I've got a whole, uh, you know, menagerie of dream stuff. Okay. Love it. All right. Let's uh, do it. Okay. First things first, our cocktail today. Um, there is no shortage of dream themed cocktails. So I had plenty to choose from, uh, to do something a little bit different though. I picked the poet's dream, um, which is, uh, something I found on Pinterest. If you're going to do this right, it should be served in a coupe glass. Am I pronouncing mm. that correctly? Mm-hmm. You were a bartender. You should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the coupe. Mm-hmm. Coupe. Mm. No, girl, I have no idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> I have no friggin' idea. Uh, but anyway, I looked it up because the internet helps us in moments like these. And it basically looks like a curvier, softer lady version of a martini glass. It looks like a martini glass, just not so rigidly triangular. It looks more like curvy, like not quite a goblet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty glass. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to make this drink, you need one ounce of any kind of London style dry gin. The recipe that I looked up says uh, rut dry gin, but I had no idea what that was. Surprise. So I used beef eater London dry gin because that's what was in my cabinet. Um, A a half ounce of Benedictine D.O.M. Also didn't know what that was when I looked up this recipe, but it turns out it's an herbal liqueur. It is very expensive, but in the name of new things, I was willing to try it. Um, Come on, buddy. It was like $40 for a bottle. Yeah. And, you know, for like a drop of it. But anyway, for this drink. One ounce extra dry vermouth, two dashes, dashes of orange bitters and one third ounce chilled water but leave the water out if you're using wet ice like instead of maybe like the metallic cubes or whatever or yeah yeah exactly Um, don't use dry ice yes uh mix everything together and then strain it uh into your chilled glass if you're getting fancy and you're done uh it has a warm kind of honey taste and i kind of like it i mean it's not for all the time but it's comforting for like a once in a while drink i don't know it's very uh, like chamomile before mm. bed. It's mm-hmm. very like soft and s- I was going to say supple, but that's Heidi in the closet who we love. So <laughs> shout out. Yeah, no, it is. I think that's really well said. And it ties into our theme even more than the actual title because it gets you nice and calm for bedtime. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about dreams. Yes. Why do we dream? 
So Healthline, I really liked their quote on this. They say that dreams are actually hallucinations that occur during certain stages of sleep. We know that. We've all experienced it. Um, They're strongest during REM sleep, you know, the rapid eye movement level of sleep, um, when you actually might be less likely to recall your dream. So that's actually when dreams are the strongest is when you're not remembering. So I don't know what that means for me. It probably means you dream a lot and I am just a mess. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Okay. We know a lot about the role of sleep in regulating our metabolism, you know, blood pressure, brain function, things like that. And I I say we, not you or I, because I don't speak for you, but I don't know shit about this. But scientists are claiming on behalf of humans. Now, it's harder for researchers, though, to explain the purpose of why we dream. Like there's some disagreement, but some generally held theories, but there's just no definitive. This is the one way. Uh, when you're awake, we know our thoughts have a certain kind of logic to them, but when we sleep, our brain is still active, but the thoughts and dreams don't often make sense, right? Uh, there's just nothing to tie them to reality, or maybe there are little things that tie them to reality, but overall it's not like, Oh, I dreamt about this because it literally happened yesterday. Exactly that way. Right. Um, right. This may be because the emotional centers of the brain are what trigger dreams rather than the logical part. So um, we're going to get into this. We're going to explain what that means. Okay, cool. But I think it's I think it's really interesting. Um, There's no definitive proof, but like to, to say that this is exactly the way it is all the time. But dreams are usually about us, right? They're autobiographical. They have to do with ourselves and our lives or our experiences. Right. Um, and they're based on, you know, recent things we've done, conversations we've had, or any kind of problems that we might be having in our life. It's very me, 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 right? Hmm. <laughs> in your dream state. Uh, okay. So let's pause here for a moment because I want to know, Kendall, about Mm -hmm. a weird dream you've had. Doesn't have to be the weirdest one. Could be anyone that you've ever had or whatever. Just what? Tell me something from sleepy time, Kendall, Mm -hmm. that happened like a weird dream. So I think like everybody has like the teeth, the teeth falling out, teeth breaking dreams. Yes, and the like naked in the mall dreams. Um, Yes, (laughs) the. I, I had a recurring dream and I haven't had it in years, but I've probably had this dream like six times or so where it's like the opposite of a parachute. It's like I'll be walking on the sidewalk or jumping on a trampoline or jumping off of like a diving board. And then I just like start floating up. Mm-hmm. But like. Like like a, like a, like parasailing kind of like that. Yeah. But like no end in sight. So it's just like you keep going up. up so up, you're up, falling up. upwards or. Slowly. That, it's like slowly, a climb. But you, but you have no control and you're panicking. Right. right. Okay. Right. Like, how am I going to get down? Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I mean, it, so we're going to get, I don't think that I didn't include some of the most common dreams oh, and what they're yes. interpreted as. I did. I did. We're going to get into it. But uh, that's a little bit later. Uh, that's interesting. I had a recurring dream when I was little that I remember because it kept coming back. I've had two in my life, but for the most part, like weird dreams are just like, I have them all the time. Like I have them all the time and there's nothing really significant about the recurring ones. It was like, you're wandering around in a hotel and whatever, something like that. But the, the weirdest one that I had most recently, which was probably about two weeks ago, (laughs) if this is like a insight into my crazy ass brain, I was 
on a spaceship, but the spaceship was like a city. So it was like huge. This is the kind of way, this is the way my brain dreams all the time, Kendall. Okay. What? I was on a, I was up there, whatever, like working. Like obviously I was part of this like civilization that was working up there. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden we're in this like, open space in there. So like almost like a big auditorium type situation. Everybody starts running from one end of the auditorium toward me and past me. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why everyone is running, but like not going to ask questions. I will just run with everyone else. And it turned out this is, I'm not kidding. My brain developed all this. I did not figure this all out when I woke up. This was all done and signed sealed uh, by the time I uh, was, by the time I woke up. Uh, it turned out we were doing, humans were doing experiments in space to see how different crossbreeded species, like when you mix different species together, we take the strong, the strong traits from each animal or whatever in order to try to adapt them into space so that we could essentially have animals in space the way we want them to whatever. Right. Okay. As you do. Fine. Um, well, there was like a minotaur, which is a half man, half bull, because yes. some doctor said in Caitlin's brain menagerie that, oh, you know, we're going to take a bull and a human and cross that DNA together because that seems really good in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what? That so then there was so... a minotaur chasing the whole city and we were trapped in the city. In a, in space. In a space plane. Yeah. Is it? Did you watch Avenue Q? Yeah. Nope, I mean, years nope. ago. Yeah, Sorry, not that. Uh, the HBO, uh, same people that did Veep did a did a spaceship. Did mm. you watch that at all? I did. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I watched the first couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but this was just like a horror show in my brain. It was not a comedy. It was not fun. But no, it was scary. That is so wild. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, and so then the the Minotaur naturally got loose and was like attacking people. Oh, what's my brain it, doing? What is it? Doing? I don't know, but I just want like a dose of that. Maybe not like scary stuff. You can have yeah, it. Yeah, I would take that too. I'll mail it to you. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry that was a tangent. Um, so the point is though, Kendall, when you had those dreams and when you have like ten a year or whatever it is, do you feel when you wake up? Do you feel emotionally affected, either inspired or upset? Do you feel somewhat changed emotionally because you had this dream. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's the most, I think that's most people's experiences. Now I think you can desensitize yourself to it like over time. Cause like, Oh, that was just a dream. Go back to bed. But sometimes it's a little trickier to do that. So, um, Oh, and you said earlier that it's like, it's firing off of the emotional parts of your brain, not the logical parts. Mm -hmm. So it would just make sense that it lingers. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. My thought as well. So, okay, we're going to move on now to we're going to get to where everybody thinks of dreams now. But I want to start at the beginning. I want to start. I want to start about like the folklore and beliefs about dreams throughout history. Right. We're not going to dive into this like much because obviously that would be its own like friggin series. But (laughs) we're just going to like skim the Zarbaz a little bit. Okay. Most of us, as I said, have probably felt, you know, emotionally impacted at some point or another by a dream that we had the night before. We wake up and we're changed some in some way, positively, negatively, whatever. Um, this is understandable. 
after a dream, we wake up and we say, what the fuck was all that about? And, you know, this is how people have been reacting since the beginning of recorded history. That's not surprising. You have a dream. You're like, what does this mean? Is this an omen? Is this like just my brain is firing like willy nilly? What's happening? So. For centuries, people have just wondered what dreams meant. Uh, uh, Fair. I mean, (laughs) I had a dream that all my teeth fell out. Uh, I feel like we should explore that. I mean, and that's like a really common one. But at some point, there had to have been something like somebody had to have thought they were the first person that ever dreamt this. Right. The teeth falling out situation. Right. And And like, how do you explain that? Like, I'm seeing shit in my head, but I know what I'm not. I'm like, I'm not awake. Yeah, exactly. And gosh, could you imagine just like. Nobody's had that conversation that that's normal and you're just having these dreams and you're like, was that real? Did I did, did I just go somewhere else for a while? Right. <laughs> anyway, so early civilizations thought dreams were often like a medium between the earth realm and the God realm. Okay. So it was like that that veil has been moved. And if I dream, I'm I'm actually in this place and it doesn't make sense because godly Things don't always make sense, whatever, to us, like dumb humans. That is such a cop. Everybody uses that as a cop out. I'm telling you, it's (laughs) such an easy argument. It's like, you know, like, it's like, I can't, I can't do it. It's like the people who say, and listen, I'm going to piss off so many people when I say this. (laughs) Buckle up. It's like when people say, like, and I'm not saying God doesn't exist. I, know, I actually I know do that. believe that God exists. I do. <laughs> I do personally. But I'm just saying from an argumentative debate perspective, God uh-huh. exists. He's everywhere. Okay. Well, like, show me evidence. Show me proof. Right. Well, no. Because that's not the point of God. No, no. Like, no, no, you no, no, can't. No. Well, it takes faith. The whole point is faith that you, that you know he's not there, but he's there. Don't do that. Don't right. do that. That's not cute. I, that's not cute. I want some evidence, please. It's 2020. I want some evidence. It's 2020, Jesus. Get back down here. Okay, hello? We are in we desperate need. need. We need you. Call your brothers and sisters. Whoever whoever can help, send them now. Calling all angels. <laughs> Confucian. Confucian. <laughs> Confucius. Confucius. <laughs> uh, oof. Okay. Everybody. Get yeah. everybody. Bring Everyone. them all. Uh, uh, clear out heaven. We need them all. We it's need right. them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, and the space minotaur. Bring him too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So- I've been looking for a man. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you the bottom half was bull. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kill me. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Uh, okay. In fact, um, the Greeks and the Romans were convinced that dreams like right were prophecies, right? So you go to the Oracle or whatever. She has a dream, whatever. I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's also, which you'll probably have heard something about. Maybe you don't know exactly what it is. Maybe you do. Let's find out. Okay. There are specific characters in like, you know, folklore that are attributed to, to dreams. There's the succubus and the incubus. Are you familiar with any of that? It's totally fair if you're not. Not at all. Other than the band Incubus, right? From the 90s? No? Is Incubus... No, I'm thinking Evanescence. Mm. No. Uh, That hurts me a little bit because Incubus is a great band, but we'll cover that another day. Okay. Okay. So the Succubus is... I already know you're going to have you're going to be on the same wavelength with me. So listen, I'm going to give you the facts. I'm not going to throw my sass in there. I just know you and I just know that you and I are going to go, wait, what? And we're going to have the same <laughs> critiques. But it just is a statement to our friendship. OK, 
A succubus is a female demon that dates yep. back like as far as medieval times that we know of uh, in the stories that appear in dreams to seduce men. So usually through sex. I like how mm. they said usually through sex because I mean like that that in, that insinuates that there's some men that are like, you want to sit down and read with me? And like <laughs> they read a book together. <laughs> what else a nice is there? Chianti. How do you how do you seduce a man? I, I don't know enough about men, obviously. How do you seduce a man Otherwise. without sex <laughs> or the promise of sex? Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know either, man. I mean, maybe that's why she's, you know, magic. Okay. There have been a couple cases where this was like in recorded history where this was attributed to some actual mental illness, like somebody had schizophrenia or somebody had some other kind of mental um, problem that made them truly believe that a succubus was, you know, Sucking on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, it's just a cultural story that's gone on throughout time to help explain men's sex dreams. What? Oh. And or affairs. I have to believe. It wasn't me. I didn't get that girl pregnant. She's a succubus. Burn the witch. I don't know. Burn the witch. Um, and like, like blaming your own mind and then gendering it to be a woman yeah. is so what men do. Ooh, girl. Because mm -mm. It, think about like all of the men of the cloth and whatever. And I'm talking medieval times, Kendall, right? Like, like, oh no, I'm having sex dreams. Well, yeah, your body's telling you that, you, you know, it's mating time. It's biology. Right. And you're going to wake up and you're going to contextualize that as a demon, because mm -hmm. I don't want to have sex dreams about ladies. Well, I'm sorry. Your your penis does. Like, <laughs> sorry. You know? So, anyway. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, then okay. you've got... You, so, the that's incubus. the female... The, the female demon to the male. Note the heterosexual exclusivity here. Right. Is the succubus. Okay. Then we've got the, the flip it on its head. So, the male demon that sleeps with women is the incubus. So the incubus is, and this is like anything in like, you know, folklore. It's like, it's a vampire. It's an incubus. It's the same kind of thing. It's just, it's a, okay. it's a little scary boogeyman that lives under the bed. Okay. So the word is apparently if you keep having sex with an incubus or a succubus, then your physical and mental health will deteriorate and eventually you'll die. So you got to close the door in your brain when you're sleeping. If you know, your friend comes to visit and wants a little something, something again and again and again. Why are time we is fine after that? Isn't it nuts? That is so weird. And like with the episode that we just did, we keep running into people using people against themselves. This is so yeah. weird. Like oh, people will find any color under the rainbow to contextualize Control. Why they are not wrong and they are in control and it is the way they say it is. It's human behavior. That is so bizarre. Isn't so, okay. it interesting? So succubus is the female seductress to the male dreams. The incubus yeah. is the male seductress to females specifically. Yes. So they're both understanding that... It's human nature to want and desire on both sides, but we have to create inanimate things to blame that on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then. Because remember, it's either they're either internalizing it or they're saying it for others. And they're probably doing it both ways. Both. They can't accept the truth that their, you know, sexual 
you know, it's like the feeling. So it's not unlike back to our puberty episode. It's not unlike when, when kids are figuring out their bodies for the first time Uh and they're figuring out the like masturbation for the first time. There's, there's a lot of shame in a lot of different cultures that says like, do not do that. As you said, you went to camps and things. And that was like a huge topic that took a lot of the airtime was talking about that. It's the same thing. So it's like, it's almost like taking that another degree and saying like, I'm not bad because I want to be good. So it must be something external because my mm. will is there to be good and my body's right. doing something different. So it must not be me. You know? Right. And that reminds me of that one time when I was like seven and I was singing, my mind is telling me no, but my, <laughs> my, my body, body. <laughs> my body is telling me yeah. <laughs> and my mother lost person. it. What? She lost it. Uh-huh. She lost it. Where did you hear that? What is that? No. <gasps> mm-hmm. oh I like probably some stupid movie, but. Oh, no. Kendall. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I sang that song. Not when I was seven, but like, I think my mom probably <laughs> laughed. She was probably it's like, yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bop girl. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So, okay. I wanted to just, I these could be like entire episodes themselves, but we're not going to like dive in super heavy on that. But I do have to poke a couple holes in the like incubus. Circuit. I just can't leave it there. I just can't mm-hmm. leave it there. Mm-hmm. Deflate gate. Let's and go. And move on like a mature adult. I can't do it. I just can't do it. God help me. I can't do it. Okay. Number one, I would argue that if you believe that a demon has been visiting you to have sex with you. <laughs> Your mental illness has already begun to decline. It's not the multiple visits because it's either a, a traditional rapist, which listen, that's not funny. Like actually somebody's lurking in the night. Right. Or it's your mind playing very nasty tricks on you. Like there's no good solution here, but okay. That's only if you take it as rape, right? If you take it as seduct, like, oh, but then they've won the seduction. That's a good point. That's a good Mm -hmm. point. At what point is it seduction? And what Mm -hmm. point, where does the line get crossed? Like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, where's that line? I need to know. Right. Because if it's coming to you in your dream, what is the likelihood? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The likelihood of consensuality. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you might just be like, "Oh, hey, boo!" Like I don't know what you're about, but come on over. I'm dreaming. You right. Know? Like, I'm going to say no the first time. That's the other part of it is the idea of no consequences. So I was dreaming it. So like it must have been a demon. Like I could, I did couldn't control my thoughts. Like I wanted it, but I, I didn't, I didn't want it. I wouldn't have wanted it if my logic was there. Okay, right. okay. Like you know, we get it. Listen, live your mm-hmm. best life. Girl, Whatever. we got kinks. We yeah, all got we kings. all do. We all do. It's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then number two. So number one was like, okay, your mental health is like, if you think a demon is visiting you and, and seriously, like, I'm sorry to like be that person, but like, come on, the, come on. Why? If, if demons were real, they'd be after me. Cause like, I'm like, and then like, who cares? And then they're like, ooh, 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 ooh we need to put her on our list. Right. Anyway, please don't. I'm very tired. I don't want to be seduced by anybody. Okay. Number two. Why are all these demons heterosexual? As I said, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. If an incubus visits a man, would he mm-hmm. still be considered an incubus, or would he be considered a like? Are you called what you are because you're a demon, right? Based on who you visit, the gender of who you visit. So, like, if a if an incubus visits a man, is he still an incubus, or is he technically a succubus because he's visiting a man? Uh, get your shit sorted. Get it history together. 
Yes. The weird, the weird word incubus, though, because like incub- incubation. Mm. Also, like that makes me think of the um, what is that called when somebody's a um, not an incumbent, but they have the baby for the couple. <laughs> uh, that's a surrogate. Damn it. I was thinking there was a link there. No, there's not. I well, and I think too, like, yeah, there's probably some shared Latin meaning between uh-huh. incube, like inside, like inside your head or something. Or, I don't mm. know. Cause I think incubate, I think like you're inside, you're in an incubation period, you're inside something. Um, so like this, I don't know, this demon's inside. I don't know. Um, mm. ew, ew, I just heard what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, I. Th- like this morning I was craving jalapenos and coffee as you do which I I was like yeah, I might be pregnant again this might be the third time <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> speaking of demons inside me. Mm. <laughs> so then I ate ate raw jalapenos and a cup of black coffee and it was delightful and now my intestines are rotting from inside literally <laughs> <laughs> do not come here this is a uh, war zone that's funny um okay so number three whoever was the first person that was coming up with these things the the succubus situation in the incubus there had to have been one that said it was this and his name is incubus and or succubus they had to have been trying to get out of some accountability we talked about this just a second ago like girl like you you got pregnant and you don't know how and it was a demon it was Mm -hmm. a huh Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to check her her door lock at nighttime because I'm just wondering right. if, you know, she's letting some suitors in and isn't telling anybody. You know, she is. And so, I mean, and again, with the men, it's like, I think what we said is like, I'm not cheating in my heart because I was asleep. But like mm-hmm. it anyway, leave it, Caitlin, leave it <laughs> down, down, Caitlin. OK, moving on. Command escape. Delete. Yes. Control. I'll delete, 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 delete. Okay. <laughs> Interpreting dreams is what we're going to move on to. Okay. This is going to be a shit show. I'm really glad you talked about the teeth falling out one because what is the first one on my list that I looked up? Teeth falling out. Because and honestly, it, we're the same person. I think I know what it means. Because I've looked it up a couple times too, but you know, I could have picked what I like it to tell mean. Me, and just tell remember. me what you think it means. That means change is coming. <gasps> oh, that's a glass half full kind of way to look at it. That's not that's right. not what that's not what journey into dreams dot com says. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 501c3 and yeah. they also read tarot cards. OK, love it. Let's see what Funded they have to say by the federal government. OK, just kidding. <laughs> OK, so, yeah. There are many variations, Kendall, and you're right. Like anything anywhere says something slightly different. But I I looked up this one because it was like it was called Dream Dictionary. And what I liked about it, um, this website was I mean, I don't believe this. I don't believe any of this. I'm much more fact fact minded. Like this is not anything that I put any kind of like merit into, but it's fun. And I want to like consider it and roll it around in my brain and go, maybe that fits. Like, I like it. It's like a Mm -hmm. horoscope. I just, I like to roll it around. I'm not placing roulette bets on it, but I'm, you know. No. Yeah, totally. And like to have the right language to talk about it. 
Yeah. It's good too. And even like just nobody to knows what the fuck this is. But. That's right. Nobody knows what it is. And why don't we even, if you're plagued by this thing, this dream or whatever, why not look at it and say, okay, let's all things considered, no stone unturned. Let's look at our life. And th- this website says it's this. This website says it's that. Let's take a look and see. I think you're just being a good steward of your own brain if you're just exploring the options and not ruling anything out. Right? Love that. Okay. Number one. Mm-hmm teeth falling out according to this very scientific website (laughs) you have anxiety about something or you feel you feel powerless about something i know i like yours better let's let's keep yours i had this dream many times in my life not not enough to say recurring but i've had it peppered into my life before I think it's a thinker's kind of nightmare. I think it's like, oh no, panic, anxiety. So whenever I had that dream, and I want to know your thoughts on your version, whenever I had that specific dream, it was always panic induced. Like my tooth fell out and I was in school. My tooth fell out and like now I have to get my teeth fixed before anybody sees it. So tell me your version of the teeth falling out feeling and how you emotionally felt when you had that dream weird okay well see like i'm not like there's so far and few between that like sure. i think the last i did have one this year and it was like i bit down and my molar fell out and then all of a sudden the rest of my teeth just kind of crumbled and <gasps> I, like, they all just fall out they just Mm-mm. and then i've had a couple where it's like a tooth falls out or something like that but typically i would say it's like glass shattering teeth shattering wow okay well that's interesting um okay so that's what this that's what this place says it's one variation of many please everyone disclaimer do not take this don't like run with this to your doctor or anything like (laughs) please don't take this as any kind of advice caitlin ward said this she's an expert intellectual (laughs) and professor kendall told me God. Okay. <laughs> falling. Have you had the falling dream? No, not. Well, I don't think so. Like you're on the stairs or you're above a cliff or you're just whatever. Not like you fall down. Not like you're walking on pavement and you trip and fall. It right, has to be like from like a great height. Falling. Yes. I mean, you kind of so. have that. You kind of have that with the opposite, right? Because you're like floating up into space. I would argue that that's potentially the, I know you're going slowly, so it's not like I'm going to be impacted, but there's that fear of like, what's going to hit me on the way, you know, when I get to where I'm going kind of thing. Um, so this says, according to this one, I'm saying difficulty letting go of something or you're losing control in some part of your life. And that's you trying to work that out in your sleep. That's the feeling of falling. So yes. you could argue uh, this is a stretch because I haven't heard the floating up into space as a common one, but I could argue that if it's, if it, like kind of comes from the same vein, maybe it's the same kind of feeling like, again, you're losing control or you feel like you're losing control in some part of your life. And as I say, when you're asleep, your brain is trying to work out um, how to, how to resolve that or whatever emotionally cope. Yeah. Okay. Being chased. You ever had those just typical, like classic somebody's chasing you with a knife or something. (laughs) Or any kind I, of blunt object I, or something. I wish, and like I, I honestly I wish, do wonder. I wish I was chased. <laughs> I don't have any dreams, and which like is so weird because like I consider myself somewhat creative, and you're very creative. I just don't. 
I don't know if like I just forget them, like I have them and I just immediately forget them or what. I bet. But I bet that's it. I just it. don't have any. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever had a chasing dream. You are way too much of a thinker, in my humble opinion, to not have constant dreams. I have to think that you are dreaming all the time. I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe that you are not having dreams and recalling that from your sleep. I think it's more likely you are having a lot of dreams and your brain is sleeping so deeply. Like like I said at the beginning, you know, the most active dreaming happens when you don't remember it because it's in the deepest level of sleep. I just right. have to, I just, I just refuse. Like I'm not going to be sold uh, any other way because you're the it's way so that you are weird. your creative brain. I just think there's no way your brain is going, okay, it's break time. Like I'm just going to like, good night, right. saw some Z's and like, I'll see you in the morning. Nope. I, I don't think Kendall's brain works like that. Cause you are way too creative. Well, and that. like my body doesn't look like it's doing that. Right. My body looks like it's working through the night. Jesus. Mm, me too. Me too. Same. And eating <laughs> and eating through the night up. too. Like sleep, walking <laughs> to the fridge and eating all of it. <laughs> uh, so proud of myself. Okay. Uh, dreaming of a dead, uh, sorry, of a dead loved one. So you told me before that you don't have a lot of experience with this because you don't have a lot of dead loved ones, but has mm-hmm. there ever been a situation where someone that you care about has passed away and you've dreamt about them? No, there was one dream. I must've been like under, I don't know, five, five, probably. Mm. No, nah, that's not true. I was very young. And I was with my grandfather who was, he was alive at the time, Mm -hmm. but we were at his farm and there was this sign that was very similar to a sign that was actually at the farm. And there was these cow bones on it and the cow jumped off the sign and was trying to convince my grandfather to kill me. (gasps) And then he died. He died maybe like five years later after that. And, but like, I've never forgotten that dream. Yeah. But I've never like dreamt of somebody who was already dead. That's almost like, I mean, you're right, because it wasn't he wasn't passed away yet. So it wouldn't be the like an after the fact dream. But that sounds closest out of what we've listed to the being chased feeling. It's just that panic of like something's coming after you. I better book it out of here mm-hmm. or whatever or like what's happening why why are you chasing me like that kind of a feeling so this feeling the dream of a dead loved one and i'm going to be completely honest with you we're we're here we're sharing this is a very private space where no one other than you and me <laughs> will hear it um when my dad died i was 21 i had a recurring dream aggressively that he that we were told he was dead And then, in fact, he wasn't like we were informed incorrectly. So it really did a lot of damage for the few moments when I woke up each morning because I was so confused. Which one is it? Which one is it? What's real? Is he actually dead or is he did we think he was dead and he isn't dead? I'm not kidding. I had maybe a dozen dreams um, about that in short succession after he passed. And if I look at it analytically, I have to be like. It was emotional closure, right? Because like I didn't see him die. I was in college. He just was no longer in my house. So there had to have been something there, probably. That's what I'd say about somebody else. Like, it, like you didn't see him die, even though that's horrific. You didn't see a funeral because he was cremated. So we had this little box 
There was no casket. So there's nothing for my brain to say he's gone. Like, uh, so I think my and like in my consciousness, yeah. when I was awake, I was very much like he said, I believe everyone. I believe my mother. I believe the family. I believe the corn or whatever. Like, I believe everybody. Right. It's done. I'm working through my grief. But in the right. nighttime, when I was asleep, it would just hit me. And it was it was just something I could not control. It was probably an incubus. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't control it. So I, I don't know why I had that. So my point is, um, there are, in this in this situation of dreaming of a dead loved one, They've classified it into two versions. There's the release dream, which helps us let go of past feelings. And um, that's, I think, what I was having over and Mm. over and over again, because it wasn't getting better. I wasn't like my subconscious wasn't believing or something hadn't taken. Right. Like something didn't stick. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, And again, in my waking day, like my waking life is never a problem. Like I can control the shit out of stuff. I have my shit to get there. I've got it handled. <laughs> but when I go to sleep, my my everything, all my subconscious shit is like, oh, no, we're going to fucking play. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Recess, bitch. Yeah. So uh, the other version, though, of dreaming of a dead loved one is arguably the visitation dreams, which I am not even going to leave. I'm just going to drop that little nugget there. We'll have to have another episode about like supernatural stuff, ghosts, whatever. But the argument you have this, dreams about that. Website, well, I have before. What? But I don't know how much stock I put into them. I'm not saying right. I don't, but I'm not saying you do. Right. Like, so I think in my dad's case, I was having the release dreams. Right. It was right after he died. My brain somewhere hadn't accepted the real the reality that he was really gone. The visitation dream, though, is like somebody that's died, like comes and says something to you, validates in some way, whatever. I've had a couple of those, too. But again, like one of the I mean, how do you measure it? How do you measure the energy? Okay, I got you. It's not like they told me like, like you know, here's the winning lottery ticket or whatever. Like they didn't really. Nobody did me any solids. Like if they were visiting me. <laughs> Just a little bit of luck would go a long way. I only have a moment. I have to tell you I love you. Fuck, I know. Like give me the winning lottery tickets. What are you wasting my time for? Anyway. <laughs> I love that. We're such good people. Okay. Flying. You've had the flying dream. The so flying. you've had a medley of the, I would argue the falling and flying dream because you're flying right. and you're enjoying well you're not enjoying it you're falling in the sense that you can't control it you're just falling up but you're flying in the sense that you're off the ground and flying this right. says uh that you it's an escape from something that's pressuring you and it's your attempt of your brain to try to like give you a break from that for a while give you some freedom so wow if, if we're gonna like throw the tarot cards on the table i would say you're fall like again i'm did you hear my? Straws. Did you just hear my bunk ass say tarot cards? Tarot? Did you just say tarot? <laughs> I said tarot cards like fifteen minutes ago. It's tarot like carrot. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> no, is it tarot? It's tarot. It is tarot. It's tarot cards. I I did not even hear you. So you were cl- you were super smooth about it because I didn't even like it didn't even register. Oh no, girl, you're doing this podcast with a hillbilly. No, I'm doing this podcast with an artist who just <laughs> reads more than he hears. Okay. Yeah. So Sorry. I would say your falling up dream mm-hmm. 
if we're if if we're gonna go by this website, mm-hmm. difficulty letting go of something or losing control in some Which part is of your life, super me, yes, meets an escape from something that's pressuring you, freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the two of those like trying to cope with whatever's stressing you out. And then you're trying to just find some literal levity to like literal float up uh, out of the muck. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it fun? It is fun to like try it on, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to buy any of the goods and services, but I do want to like go in the fitting room and try it on. I think that that is so exactly spot on. And like, I wish I would have heard that 15 years ago, but like I put so much pressure on myself and like everybody does, but like. We just did the Brene Brown, like define your priorities, define your whatever your she calls them core values. And like freedom is one of mine, which I would have never like known that because I've never like championed that. Um, So dreaming about my brain creating a way to give myself that freedom. sounds Like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like creating your own solution. can I just make an aside here? You, like, we don't have to keep this in the video, but, um, or oh, video, Jesus Christ. Um, will you do an episode on an intro to Brene Brown for people yeah. who are not familiar? Cause like there's so much value there and I think you know a lot about it and I think it would be a really interesting episode anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next week because I've thought about doing like wizards, gurus. Ooh. Yeah. And like she, and I've got like she and Anne Lamont and like, there's another one. Oprah yes. and Meryl Streep and Viola, Day- Viola Davis. <gasps> Obviously. I just watched the, I just watched Death Becomes Her again last night. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't, but it was on in my house the other day. Yeah, okay. I watch it. I just watched it again. I've seen it like 10 times in my life. I, uh, It's so dark and funny. They just make fun of like a really dark situation. It's really good. And it's Meryl. Okay. Anyway. My dream, my personal dream. <laughs> <laughs> is to be in the proximity of Meryl Streep. Okay. Oh, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Meryl, I want you to be my mama. Oh, who doesn't? It's who serious, doesn't? Like, get okay. in line. Okay, get in line. That's right. Okay. So while there's been always a great interest in the interpretation of dreams, um, mm-hmm. like, what is this? What is this about? It's affected me so deeply. So we have to learn more because it must be meaningful, right? Right. It wasn't until the end of the 19th century that a rewind uh, back to introvert and ambivert and extrovert, whatever the fuck that is. Sigmund <laughs> Freud and Carl Jung. Yeah. Remember our boys? Remember our bros? Yes. From that Batman episode? and Robin. Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Kendall is paying attention. OK, that was like a pop quiz and you passed. OK, so they put forth some really well-known now modern theories of dreaming. Because before that, remember, we were like, religion, it must be spiritual, succubus, it must be a demon. Like, it's a premonition, something bad is going to happen. Oh, and then it didn't. Maybe we changed the future. It was all just very willy-nilly, like, you know, just nothing based in science, okay? Right. And then Carl Jung... And Sigmund Freud were like, okay, (laughs) calm down, everyone, (laughs) says Freud. Typical Freud. He's so messed up. Like, to be in that man's brain for like five minutes. Okay. Freud, you know, when we did the introvert, ambivert thing, like, you know, Carl Jung really led the way on that. 
on like, oh, there are personality types and whatever. But Freud was really the like pioneer in like psycho psychoanalytical like suppression of thoughts. So dreams was one of the ways that he argued a patient would manifest their urges. Okay. okay. So okay. dreams is one way that your real feelings Oof. are trying to get out. That is putting a lot of pressure on that. <laughs> and like, you know how I would look at some of my dreams if this was true? <laughs> like, right. I would be like, I will have, I will tell no one about this because I'm obviously. <laughs> I'm a monster. I'm a monster. Okay. So Freud. Okay. He considered dreaming an expression of repressed conflicts and desires, which were, no surprise, often sexual. He was such a, like, it's probably sex. It's probably sexual repress. I mean, he was mm-hmm. kinky with a capital mm-hmm. kink. Hey. People would be in therapy with him. I'm making this up, but kind of not. People would be in therapy with him and he would tell them things like, or sorry, they would say things like, I'm frustrated at work or something, or like, I'm frustrated that my wife doesn't like me or something. Like, I feel like my wife doesn't like me or I'd feel inadequate or whatever. I mean, like pick a thing. He would say something like, not always this, but he would say something like, yeah, it's probably because you're repressing, repressing the urge to have sex with your mother. That's probably it. Yeah, you probably want to have sex with your mom and you're feeling like a baby and you just want to have sex with your mom all over her face. I okay, mean, okay, okay, that, okay, okay, okay. I said stuff that shit. Would say to people. Okay, did you watch, you did, you watched The Office when Robert California walks in <laughs> yeah. to The Office and there's an yeah. episode where he's like, it's all just sex. All of this yeah. is sex. Yes. Right? You go yes. to job, you go to your job to interview. earn money. That was his job interview, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I saw that for the 15th time and it like, it hit me just right. I was in college and I sure enough, I gave a presentation on how he was right and how oh it's God, all yes. literally just sex. So maybe I am Sigmund Freud. I don't like, I'm not going to like enable like incest, but <laughs> if, you put such an inflection, a loaded <laughs> inflection on that. I'm not going to enable incest. <laughs> I'm waiting for the butt. But if you find somebody that looks like your mother who's not related, I'm good with that. Like, oh, I agree. There's some truth there it, because it's comforting, right? You feel good when you're with I, your mom I mean, and uh, you can translate that into sexual get, energy. Right. I get how that works. Right. And I'm not here to kink shame. And I'm just trying to half half validate. Now I'm getting nervous. I'm trying to <laughs> Ooh, be careful. Candle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let it. Let he's, it got, fly. he's got some points, but he's probably a nut job. I think that's exactly the most accurate statement in one sentence that you could say about Freud. I think you could not say that in fewer words and be more accurate. Like he, some of the stuff is like, what the fuck are you talking about? But then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's, he's coming from this side of like thought. He just went too far with it. Like that's what right. I feel like. He said like, it must mean you have sex with your mother. No, but maybe it means you're attracted to women who look like your mother because your right. mother gave you a lot of positive feelings. You desire you maternal relationships. Your mother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I see Sigmund Freund as like a, a, a smart guy, did a lot of good for us. Take him with a grain of salt. Don't mm-hmm. take him literally. Take him like you know, interpretively. Take him like the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say Jesus. And I was like, I mentioned Jesus every episode. It's just becoming ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on. Uh, okay. I'm looking for my notes. Ha, 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 ha. Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> so many okay. good songs on this pod. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're nothing if we're not a playlist. Carl Young. Now. We remember Carl. Girl, okay, Carl. yes, that's that's Batman. That's Robin. <laughs> that's Robin. <laughs> Freud's the Carl boss. Carl Young came second. Yeah, he's he's number two. Oh shit! Okay, I had that backwards. Yeah, okay. remember played by Michael Fassbender in the movie. I love mm. Michael Fassbender. Okay, Carl Young uh, took a more reasonable approach, okay. which is not a far stretch. Like <laughs> maybe maybe this guy's really stressed about work and not. <gasps> having sex with his mom like anyway explaining he was explaining that dreams are sort of like a shaped energy quote shaped energy that um emotions or thoughts are released by the deep subconscious and then sort of thrown into narratives by a higher part of our brain so let me say that again emotions are released by our deep subconscious brain just emotions without any context without any reason rationale nothing and then our higher brain goes nah i don't like that i'm gonna have to classify that and put that somewhere so i'm gonna contextualize it interesting that's how i interpret it and i'm gonna tell you kendall i've said your name like 18 times this episode if anybody is wondering, like, if you need an alibi, Kendall, if anything is happening in this moment that we're recording, it's very obvious that you're here with me. Okay. Kendall. Kendall. So, okay. It's been my experience when I learn about the brain and human behavior, which is just like a hobby kind of level. I, you know, I mean, we had to do a fair amount of that in comms, like learning comms um, stuff. Psychology but, stuff, I bet. Yeah. We had to do a lot of psychology because you had to f- basically figure out what motivates people and you have to figure out their brain to figure out what motivates them. Right. Including buying that fucking brand over there, whatever. Right. Okay. So the brain, in my opinion, has to, has to, has to, has to neatly categorize and explain everything that's coming in. Right. And I, I want to ask your like, I want to see if you agree with this. Like, I'm going to okay. I'm going to tell you my theory and then I want you to tell me if it rings true or if you're like, nah, I have some questions because I really am eager. I want to know if you like where you sit on this. Okay. So what I'm saying is everything you see, everything you learn, everything you interpret, whatever, it needs to be filed away in a tidy file in your brain drawer. That's what your brain's job is. It's like, I got to put it in a box. I got to put that box in another box. And like, we got to clean it up. And that means this. And that means that mm-hmm. if the brain is unable to do that, mm-hmm. it's going to lie to us and it's mm-hmm. going to make it look like it's neat and tidy when it actually isn't rather than dealing with the reality that it is not making sense. Okay. So let mm-hmm. me give you an example optical illusions right Mm, like a mirage maybe we see something that we know is contrary to what our brain is telling us we know because like we've you know somebody told us (laughs) right somebody that's not real (laughs) somebody doesn't see it that way Mm -hmm. yeah like let's just take a mirage for example we we haven't most of us have not been in the desert to see a mirage firsthand but some of us have been to california or texas and seen a hot day and some kind of shiny (laughs) something you know 
is like uh, visible to us. Our brain, I would argue, lies to us because it's convincing us that what we see is actually there. We're looking at it. I see it. I see there's water on the ground and there's no water on the ground. It's reflecting off the ground, like whatever. I think dreams are the same thing. I think it's our brain is dumping out these emotions and thoughts that don't necessarily make sense while we're sleeping. It's just dumping, right? But it doesn't have all the pieces to the puzzle. So it's going to try to overcompensate and it's going to give us a narrative to try to put it into meaning a dream. So that's my theory. It's going to, it's trying to put it in a neat little box. So I feel upset. Why do you feel upset? Because somebody's chasing me. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I I get what you're saying. I think I have two questions and and it's coming because it's specifically because I don't have dreams. So I'm coming from an opposite perspective and I also don't, I'm not so much a tidy person. Like I don't necessarily care about tidy. And I think tidy and organized is pretty important to you. And so I think like, I think it's that way for your brain, right? I think that yeah. input, you like you think that your brain is interested in, or it's, its job is to categorize and organize. And then where it I think what you're saying is like where it can't do that, it creates stories to try to make sense of where to put them. Yes. You you nailed what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That makes sense. And like I wouldn't be at all in my expert opinion. I wouldn't be at all surprised if like that is the way that your brain works. And like mm-hmm. that's how dreams are for you, actually, in function. Um for me, I don't Things can be messy. Things can be like you don't have to have the answers to them. Exactly. Ooh, if I if I see I it and I don't know it, I'm okay with that. Kendall, can we trade? I'll give you the colorful dreams, and you give me the fucking peace. <laughs> no, 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 no peace. Never said I had peace, Caitlin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just confusion, not peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just complete confusion. unanswered questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's again that I haven't I haven't like spent time thinking about that but I no, would that's say fair. that I would think that that cuz I don't cuz I don't dream I do I do think that I'm similar to you in that like if something does happen or if or if there's some sort of input that I have questions about or that I'm curious about or that I'm interested in I will spend forever trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to get it to fit in my brain how to make it work Um, but I just don't, I don't know where dreams fall into that for me specifically because I don't have, I don't remember them. That's fair. I think when I say like your brain tries to put stuff in neat and tiny boxes, I don't mean it like a, I don't mean it like a conscious thing. I mean it like a, I see that there's a tiger in front of me. I'm going to have fear. Like, I don't think it's like a, like, oh, I must have the answers to this. I don't think it's like that so much. I think it's more like if I, so it's like, it's like if you saw a ghost, right? Which I have never seen a ghost or claim to. If you see a ghost, you're going to be brought to that confrontation again with your brain because your brain is going to tell you, I see somebody, they're standing right there. Mm-hmm. But then your logic is going to say, no, I locked all the doors and I can see through that fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> they have chains. 
And they look like they're wearing Victorian clothes. I don't know what's going on. That's what I mean when I say, like, your brain is trying to fight you and it'll tell you lies to make you get through that situation. But I think that's fair. Like, how do you answer that question? I think that's really interesting. And I think you and I are good people to talk about this because we have such different experiences with dreams that it really covers a wide gamut of like, because I don't know, maybe it is just like this type of a brain. You're, that's a fair, fair argument. I don't know. That, and that is what's interesting because I don't, you know, and like in, in the, I don't know how, 10 conversations I've ever had about dreams in my life. Generally, I generally people have more dreams than I do, but I've never met somebody who has dreams like you do. Mm. So oh. like, I think that maybe... I think that you're more rare. I think Maybe. people generally dream, dream less. And like for you to have so many dreams and then for me to be coming from the opposite side, we might be covering up. Yeah. Like you're saying. I love that. We're two extremes. We're yeah. like the two like wild extremes. Um, when this is over, cause I don't want to get up right now cause I'm comfortable. <laughs> 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 but when this is over, I'm going to walk over like 30 feet my room is not that big. I'm going to walk over eight feet. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, 30 feet. (laughs) Nobody knows it's a podcast. 150 feet to my bedside table. And I'm going to show you my like dream journal. I'll get it and I'll show you it. Oh, cool. You write them down. I write them down if they're good. I write them down and I'll tell you like some of the dreams that I've gotten um, that I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to write this down. Um, And they come oftentimes, not always, but like oftentimes they'll be complete. Like it's a complete start to finish. Yeah. And like I'm just doing that while I'm sleeping. I mean, that is so crazy. I've never heard of that. I'm telling you, I thought I was, I thought that was everybody. And I'm Mm -mm. like, guys, like this is not your experience. I mean, what the fuck? Okay. So I'll show you that later. I'll show you the, um, the, like, uh, just I'll throw out some like headlines. Like I won't like walk you through my journal because who cares, but I'll, I'll show you just like the, the headlines on stuff. Okay. But like the Minotaur one, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, obviously I'm not going to write that one down because I'm like, that was weird. I'm not going to write it down. But if something is like, no, you're just going to remember it. Or I just want to think on it. Yeah, I just want to remember it. Like, sketch me the Minotaur in space, the space Minotaur. (laughs) Sign me up. I'm 33 years old and I'm dreaming about space minotaurs anyway. (laughs) God, I'm so proud of myself. Okay, let's go on now. We've talked about like all the like what people thought dreams were, dream interpretations, like reading tea leaves type of style. Now we're going to go into more of the like studies and research that has been done on dreams. Okay. Okay. And like, it's very short because I was like, less this, more succubuses, <laughs> more succubi. Anyway, in 2007, there was a study in Germany that helped confirm the, the theory of just like, yeah, like your brain is working hard at nighttime. It's trying to filter through stuff and process stuff. And, you know, that's what we do when we sleep. So what they did was they anesthetized some mice to put them to sleep so they could, you know, dream. And they found that as the neocortex part of the brain fires up during sleep, it signals um, various other parts of the brain, the hippocampus, um, to upload whatever information they've been holding in their short-term storage. So think about it like a computer. You shut it down, it's going through an update. 
Okay. And these mice like were having these short term memories that they had over the course of the day or a few days. And essentially the other part of the brain was saying, okay, we need to figure out what we're going to do with this. Are we going to put it away to save for later? Will it help save us in a situation when there's a snake in the room or like, should we throw it away? Cause it's useless. So your brain does that. My brain does that on a day-to-day basis. What did you do today? Like, I'm going to remember that that guy's a asshole and I'm not going to trust him again. Or, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. is it like, oh, I forgot because it wasn't important to my long standing survival. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's, that's what they did so with these mice. Cool. And that's what they found like what's happening the uh, hippocampus is then cleared together more the next day so now it's been emptied so Mm -hmm. now there's more room for short-term memory right and wow yeah it's again think about it like a computer so and then meanwhile like the neocortex decides what to transfer as i said to long-term memory and what to throw away okay and that happens every night so I liked this quote a lot. This this article is um, that I got it from is from Time Magazine. And if I quote something, we're going to try. I'm going to do my best to um, attribute it. I mean, it's always in the show notes. Asterisk. It's always in the show notes. Yes, that's right. Time Magazine article on this said, quote, as the data streams by on the computer screen of a sleeping mind, some of it gets snatched up and randomly stitched into the crazy quilt of dreams. So just as it's downloading, it goes to another file and you're like, wait, what? This which is off, so weird. Which is the dream file, which often only vaguely resemble the literal content of the information. So that just means when you dream about something, it's not literally the problem you're trying to work out. It's just like the emotion you felt or something that you're trying to figure it. out. Yeah, it's a fragment that you can't, you don't have all the pieces. Okay. So, uh, While that said, they also think that some dreams have something to do with wish fulfillment, which brings me back to Veroid of like, you know, repressed urges is kind of right. It's kind of right for what they're saying today. So um, they say, quote, again, I think same article, quote, dreams about flying may represent a desire for freedom. Dreams about finding new rooms in your home may express a desire for opportunity or novelty, like newness. Uh, and as for sex dreams, often they uh, they are more often or sorry, they're often as not about sex. So just as often as they're metaphorical, they're just literal, like you're ju- your brain is you know your your hormones and stuff is telling you it's time to get busy and you're you're gonna dream about it because you're just in the mood that's it that's the nothing more nothing more substantial than that and you might have a sex dream about somebody you wouldn't normally have a sex dream about right right or right, whatever right. it doesn't mean anything more it doesn't mean anything more it just means you're ready to get it on and that person was in your brain file for some reason yeah oh, yeah two things i'll come back to one of them because yeah. I'm, I'm like freaking out right now because like there's so, like this is crazy info, but the specifically about what you just said, there's a box short documentary on Netflix about this, and it's mm-hmm. like 25 minutes something like that. And I encourage you to watch it because it's about it's about pleasure and like and like the way that we like it. The whole thing is about like is what we're fantasizing about real? And so like even when you're awake. And your fantasy in your fantasy land, yeah, ne- like they're like this has nothing to do with who you are. It has nothing to do with anything, really. Oh, 
Like there's so no like, meaning behind it. It's just a random, like almost like no, electric impulse synapse thing that's firing, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Which brings me back wow. to the first thing that I do not want to forget because you're, you're, you're painting the perfect picture with just like a computer. You, you upload, offload, free RAM, free storage, upload, offload, da -da, clean that system, keep it going. But like, it's yeah. like flesh and blood and like chemicals and like mm -hmm. light and sound and shit. And I'm just like, how the actual yeah. fuck does any of this and like, and like it happens in like little mice, right? Like they can watch yeah. it on little mice and be like, look, he's downloading and he's throwing it in the trash bin and he's recycling and like, it, da, 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 da. that's yeah. crazy. That's a really smart point that like we shouldn't put on ourselves, like it's a lesson. We shouldn't put on ourselves like what we think about and dream about must be something that we don't understand about ourselves. Sometimes you just got to let that float into, into the minotaur filled space. You just yeah. need to like let it float away and don't worry about it because it doesn't mean anything. It, it does mean not mean shit. anything. No. Yeah. And if it does, it might mean something so basic and we're putting so much poetry into it. And mm -hmm. there isn't. It's just not there. So that's a good, that's a really, really good point. And I think, again, if we walk away, we should be like, don't take this, don't take dreams so literally and like put all that weight on yourself about like, I have all these problems. I mean, there could be signs of other things and we'll get into that really quickly. But, but for the most part, like you're absolutely right. I think it's such a good point. Like if nothing else comes out of this episode, we need to like token statement like this. Don't worry. If you're having dreams, you know, we all have weird dreams. Ask mm -hmm. us about what ours are, because I'm sure we've got a laundry list. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like, what the fuck is a brain anyway? And I'm like, like little fishy, like the texture of it. What the hell is that? What the hell yeah. is that? Yeah. Anywho, I, sorry, I cut I mean, off. No, I think it was great. I think that's such a good point. And um, like now that you brought up the, the mice, uh, humans are not the only living things that dream. So scientists are pretty sure that many other mammals and birds even dream, but it's really hard to tell like what that specifically looks like for them. And they even said that, um, not to like compare this in the same sentence, sorry, but, um, they said like even people who don't have sight, um, still dream. I mean, cause the mm -hmm. argument is, I think made that in the beginning that says, well, if you don't see anything, what are you dreaming about? Cause you can't, you've never seen a, xyz you've been blind since birth or whatever well they still dream because their brain is still working their eyes just aren't working right. so they're yeah. still dreaming it's just gonna look different than what God, that maybe would be your so picture looks to see, like wouldn't it tell me about it i want to get so i have this thing this is so weird and personal but again we're sharing and it's just you and me mm -hmm. um i have this like dream dream of uh when I die, I just expect like a princess, like the princess that I am, that I get to sit in a room and watch Netflix all day, except Netflix is going to be anything I want to see, anything from history, anything oh, from cool. anything I want to learn more about, any fly on the wall situation, anything yeah. from any time ever, because I got eternity and I've been good for the most yeah. part. So in that sense, I would love to not only like get into the brain of a cat that's dreaming or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are you dream about? Are you chasing something? Is it literally that simple? Is your owner leaving and you're upset? Like, what is it? I want to know. Happy? Yeah. Are you hunting? What is it? And yeah. then like the same thing goes for like, again, like what about somebody who, you know, has never seen forever, like in like since they were born, 
what are you dreaming about? What does it look like to you? I mean, I'm sure they could tell us because, you know, I'm making it sound like they're, you know, I gotta be careful because. Well, okay. So like my mom has this, she's always, there's this thing in the Bible where it talks about like living color in heaven. And that's like stuck with her always. And she's always just been like, I can't wait to get there to see what that looks like. Because as, as we know, scientifically, like the humans have a gamut that, you know, the UV spectrum is what we can Mm -hmm. see. And then, yep. Um, there's a, there's a shrimp in the ocean that has 16 times the gamut. And it's like, what the hell does that even look like? Love it. I want to know. And like dogs have two less cones or rods or whatever than we do. So they see color in a completely different way. And so like, I imagine, I'm just like trying to imagine what, like, like you're saying, like a blind person from birth. Is that just color? Is that shape? Is that is that human forms? Because like I know that you're like if you, it, it, of the fibers. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Of the five or six senses, there's five senses because the sixth sense is about the dead thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, of the five senses, if you lose one or two or three, then the others are heightened. They become more sensitive. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would love that. Let's add that to our Netflix queue, our heaven, our heaven Netflix queue, because I would love to see that. And I would take all kinds of eternity, like digging into that. Cause I just, I like any perspective that's not mine. I want to know, like, I want to know about it. And that's, that's a great one. Cause mine is just bad shit and usually wrong. So same. Mine's very (laughs) entitled and loud and preachy. (laughs) (laughs) And then it ends up not being right. And then I have to eat some humble pie, which I don't love. So yeah can't wait for that (laughs) does anybody want to see my perspective (laughs) everyone i have an opinion okay anyway (laughs) okay so uh, i know forever forever and ever four e in a tree carbon okay okay you know that i couldn't have gone through this episode without like the fucked up part of it right like you know is it coming you know it this wasn't even like the. This is know. an intro. Yeah. So we're almost done, but I had to throw in like the sleep and dream, like pathology, like the stuff that's fucked up about it. Okay. I had to. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. fruit. I'm, I have to. And then we're going to end with some fun facts about dreaming, which are just very quick, little fun thingies. So, okay. Overall nightmares. Yeah. Nightmares. Mm-hmm. They're normal particularly for children and Mm -hmm. creative adults. Mm -hmm. So of the 10 dreams a year that you Mm -hmm. say you have on average, I understand it's a, it's a flux kind of thing. How many of those are nightmares or some sort of negative? Yeah. (gasps) Okay. Usually when dreams, we usually dreams are bad. Yeah. Okay. It says it is very normal for creative adults to experience nightmares if the more creative they are the more nightmares they tend to have that's all that means so high five on being a creative brain you <laughs> pay the price on misery and yeah. <laughs> suffering misery maybe occasional psychosis i don't know i don't know it's fine i'm speaking for myself too so sorry. we're both in the same boat okay however recurrent nightmares are the most defining symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder 
and may be associated with other psychiatric illnesses. So I'm going to mm-hmm. take a second. Okay. So nightmares, if you if they keep recurring, keep recurring, keep recurring, this could have something to do, again, if we go back to Freud and like, oh, repressed feelings and urges, there might be something post-traumatic stress related that you haven't completely processed yet by no fault of your own that is coming out and manifesting in your sleep. Right. So that makes sense. Um, totally. You know, I, I have not experienced that I, I don't think that I have anything that's traumatic enough to have recurring nightmares about. I mean, again, the death of my dad was the closest thing that comes to it, but I don't consider that like post-traumatic stress. Um, so, okay. Night terrors, on the other hand, are arousal disorders, just meaning arousal, meaning not sexual, just arousal, meaning like, you know, I'm, I'm awake. My eyes are dilated. Um, and they occur most often in children and usually occur um, early in the sleep period. Like as you go to sleep, it's early. I will tell you a very quick story about this. I have a best friend from high school that had night terrors. And I was spending the night at this person's house. And I mean, this person was like, I have night terrors. And I just want you to know. I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. Like, I understand in concept what that is. Mm-mm. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Try being a person Mm-mm. who doesn't have. I mean, it's only worse if you have the night terrors. Try being yeah. a person in the room with someone that has night terrors who warned you about said night terrors. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the night, this person is screaming bloody murder. And you're like, Flips oh, this is it. This is the time that we die. I'm going to die young today because mm-hmm. obviously there's someone in the house murdering us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's not about me. My cousin, <laughs> I had a cousin that used to have them and like, I, and it Mm-mm. wasn't like, it wasn't his fault, obviously. And I was never mad at him and it was never like, I wasn't scared of him. But when I was young, I used yeah. to like every like night I'd be like, okay, well I'm going to go sleep in the garage because like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I'm so scared of that. And it's so yeah. wrong. I hate that now. I regret no, that so much. But- it's a fight or flight instinct. I want to sleep and I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and scream because somebody else is screaming. That's all. And like, I don't know why you're screaming. And like, do you see something that I don't see? And like, are you okay? <laughs> are yeah. you okay? And my little brother used to do like the sleepwalking thing, which uh, that uh. actually scared the shit out of me more because he would just like blank face stare at you, walk Neat. in the room. That's what you need in the dark when you open your eyes from a blissful night's sleep. Yeah. Is somebody oh, yeah. staring at you like they're going to kill you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Your normal sex happens to be in Kendall's room. Great. Thank uh, you. That's really funny. Um, I. I'm a sleepwalker. I sleepwalk Shut too. The, no, ma'am. I do. No, ma'am. I haven't done it in years. I haven't done it in years. And I think that what I've measured is um, it's when I'm like really, really, really stressed out. Um, but it's always panic induced. So like the fire alarm's going off. We got to like run out of the house or like, um, you Have know, you the dog like is choking. No, I've never made it out of the house because I've woken up before I made it out. But I've been like my hands on the doorknob and mm-hmm. I'm out, like, I'm ready. And like um, one time. I woke up and I had uh, the dog who was like, I love you. I trust you. And it's the middle of the night and I'm trying to sleep. But I had my hands like prying open his mouth <gasps> because I, I I was dreaming that he was choking. Can and I was trying to like get in there and do a mom thing where it's like, I don't know what this is, but I have to save him. And he was like <sighs> yawning. Like his mouth was open. But he's like, okay, what is this bitch doing? No. Like, <laughs> Ma'am, so, did no. you see hereditary? You didn't. You don't do hair. No. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. No. Okay. 
that's fine. We should no, do a movie fine. night. That could be our extra. Love no, you would content. hate that. You would. You know hate I would. Movie. You know I would. But it might be funny for you. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving. I'm giving something to you if I sit down and watch it because you know I'd fucking hate it, and then I'd sleepwalk, and Greg would pay the price for it. But it's fine. So. Oh. I did yeah, not no, I did. I haven't done it in a long time, but I do. I have slept, walk, sleep, walked, sleep, walked, slept, um, walked, slept, walked, sleep, a walker, jabberwocky. So it is, it sucks. And the lack of control and the panic just feeds a cycle of like, I can't control this. And this is really scary. So it sucks. But anyway, that's crazy. I haven't yeah. done anything, any harm to myself or others. So, I mean, consider Bless. it a win. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's one of the, uh, oh, so, okay. Actually, that's a perfect um, segue because patients with rapid eye movement behavior disorder often present with um, nocturnal injury resulting from the acting out of dreams. So this is, I think, a version of sleepwalking. Like uh, sleepwalking is an extreme variation of this REM behavior disorder. So dream disorders may respond to medication. So you can take meds to like calm down. I only had them sporadically. So like I never would have gone to the doctor because it wasn't prevalent enough in my life that I'd be like, okay, this is a problem. I need to have to work, whatever. Um, But behavioral treatment approaches also show really positive results. So like you can just go to therapy and you can talk about like what you need to do before bed and like the routine and da, da, da. And it'll help you with this kind of um, disorder. Uh, it's particularly in patients with post-traumatic stress disorder and recurrent nightmares, um, but not always. So it's worth noting that some medications can also cause nightmares. And I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up just in case people were like, what the fuck is happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um so some antidepressants, um, some hypertensives, uh, like beta blockers and things like that, and some anti-Parkinson's medications. So, mm. I, oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, and then further, which, so, okay, that makes sense to me that some medications will cause bad dreams. That just seems like a side effect that like some medications will do. That makes sense. Also makes sense to me that the withdrawal of some medications will cause nightmares too. Yeah. So that's ethanol, which is alcohol used in medicine. Um, so what we do at the beginning of every podcast, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Self-prescribed baby. That's right. Trying to have these vivid dreams. Yeah. We want the vivid ones. We want, uh, we want withdrawal from it so that we can have (laughs) badass dreams. Yes. Um, if you become addicted to alcohol, then obviously that, um, withdrawal from that could give you really bad dreams. Um, barbiturates, uh, that is like muscle relaxers, um, that can cause bad dreams if you withdraw from that. So if you cut it off too quick and you don't wean off and same with benzos, which is, um, short for benzodiazepines, which is like the Xanaxes of the world. Like I just need to calm down. There's no Xanax. Um, so things like that, um, it, it, I see it like anything that calms your brain or your body down. Like I just, ugh, I just need to, uh, well, when you stop taking that, your brain's going to ignite and go like, ah, I don't have the thing I need to calm down. Cause I'm so used to that thing. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. All right. Last thing, fun facts about dreaming. They're just Love one it. little, like little zingers and you know, stop me, give, give your thoughts as necessary. Okay. One, you can't read in dreams or tell the time. Okay. I strongly and vividly disagree. I always have been able to read in dreams. I don't know if that means that I'm just presuming that I read. Always have been able to. Don't know what the fuck this is. So we're starting with factual facts that obviously I'm (laughs) fighting. (laughs) Lucid dreaming is a thing. So it is a real thing. 
You can yeah. train yourself. Yeah. yeah. So you can train yourself just to like, I want to meet Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Make it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Greg. Um, so that's cool that like you could actually like train yourself to enjoy your dreams and like have more fun in them, I guess, and make them what you want. Uh, take some control back. Uh, okay. Next one. Inventions are inspired. Oh, sorry. There are some inventions that were inspired by people's dreams including, so somebody had a dream, they were like, this is going to be a great idea. And then they chased it and they made a thing. The idea for Google. Wow. Was based in a dream. Alternating current generator by Nikola Tesla. That was in a dream. DNA's double helix model. What the hell? The sewing machine was in a dream. And the periodic table. And then obviously like a million, billion, trillion more That is nuts. Like all the biggest things on the planet come from... Mm -hmm. Come on, brains. I'm telling you, like, put them to sleep and then they'll get to work. Okay. Next one. Famous premonition dreams where they dreamt something and then something happened, happened. right after. Okay. Uh-huh. Abraham Lincoln dreamt of his assassination. Wow. Mm. Why'd you go then? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Easy for me to say. I don't know. Uh, many of the victims in 9-11 had dreams warning them about no the catastrophe. Way. Are you mm-hmm. shitting me? Mm-hmm. Mark Twain dreamt of his brother's demise. There were 19 verified precognitive dreams, which means, you know, they dreamt about um, it before it happened. The Titanic sinking. Wow. And they say verified. I mean, what does that mean? Like somebody told somebody you, and you were like, it yep, check mark. Or... I don't know. Weird. Okay, next one. So that's cool, right? Like a bunch of pre- premonition, premonition dreams. dreams. Yeah. Next one. Sleep paralysis is a thing. So that's the sleep paralysis is the inability to move or, um, you know, to, to move. But you also have that sense of an extremely evil presence that's in the room with you. Well, I can't imagine. That. That's got to be a delightful. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I can't move, which is scary enough in itself. Here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, also this thing is lurking in the corner mm-hmm. and, like, I can't do anything now, but cool. Mm-hmm. Fun. That. Sign me up. Okay. When those who suffer from it experience sleep paralysis, studies show that their amygdala is on fire, that part of their brain, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for fight or flight. So the fear, the terror, the anxiety is on fire when wow. they have sleep paralysis. Good Lord. No, ma'am. You could not medicate me hard enough to not have that. Like, that sounds like the worst possible thing. Just cut that thing. out. Mm-hmm. Just Is it like the cut appendix? it out of my brain. Cut you that meat out of my brain, please. Don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grab the corkscrew, please. We have it in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> so, during uh, one sex dream, men can get up to 20 erections. I'm going to say that again for effect. During one sex dream... Men can get up to 20 erections. Good Lord. That's a workout. That's tiring. I mean, no wonder like <laughs> it's easier for men to get abs than women. Okay. Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking is a type of REM sleep disorder, as we've discovered. I sleepwalk. We all know now. There we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. Some Next one. Some people enjoy dreaming so much. Like, because maybe I would argue they're people who don't have a lot of dreams. Like they're the one in, you know, 10 times a year kind of person. Um, They love dreaming so much. They just appreciate it and and enjoy it so much that they take an illegal and potent hallucinogenic drug 
called mm-hmm. million dollar word dimethyltryptamine. Oh, it's like an actual drug. It's a, yeah, it is. It's a real drug, and it's a synthetic version of what your brain produces to make you dream. Wow. But it's illegal. So there are people who are like, "Oh, I want more of that," which I'm like, again, in spades, have mine. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> it's not that nice. God. Okay. You Everybody can sell wants those what they can have. Okay. All right. Next one. I'm almost done. Um, you only see faces you've already seen before in your dreams. I was going to bring that up. Yes. I've Why? heard that. You've heard that before? I've heard that. Mm-hmm. So like even a stranger on a train in a dream is someone you've seen before. It's someone you've seen. You can't. You can't your brain can't face. make up faces. Yeah. Which I don't think that's true because I'm like, well, then what the... F- I, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I could argue it either way because like obviously there's been people I've never met like a fucking minotaur in space. <laughs> exactly. But... I know what a minotaur looks like. I mean, I didn't invent that and like, in my but, head. But like somebody did. Like somebody made somebody, it up. Oh, yeah. But maybe they did in their daytime brain. Like they use their logic. Right. But like if you draw, like if you draw a face, right? And then you've Does seen that, that face. Can you use that face in your dream? Right. That's a good question. Does that count? I wonder. Like you saw a Leonardo sketch of somebody and you're like, that's the face I saw. Oh. Right. We're going to have to call Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. 70% of all the characters in a man's dream are other men. Ooh. I know. Love that. Good for you. But <laughs> women's dreams contain both men and women equally. Like okay. 50-50. Yeah. Wow. It's because we're diplomatic. Okay. Yeah. Probably. That like, gets to a lot of, yeah, misogyny. And then men dream more about aggression stuff, based stuff. But men and women dream about sex equally often. See, mm-hmm. you would have thought men. I no. would have thought men. Men would have thought men. But no, that's but that's alas. a false narrative. Yeah. And then the last one that I have is um, 12, as much as 12 percent of people dream in black and white. <gasps> they don't dream in color. What? I know. Why? It has to be related to television. I, you can't imagine black and white. You have to you see black you and white. You literally can't. Right. Like without like if you lived in Africa and never saw a television set before in your life, you know, like just in the in the like away from all cities and everything, I just mean. And then and you your you, brain takes you the color out of it. Why? Yeah. No. Yeah. Why? You've never been influenced. You've never been influenced. That's so, yeah. I would argue that anyway. That's so, old okay. people that yeah didn't have color TVs. That's right. It, that's probably why it's twelve percent because it's like and diminishing. And like, bye. <laughs> I dream in YouTube videos <laughs> and tweets. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? That's all I have. What do you think about this? Did you I learn something? Learned so much. I love this. And like honestly, like in a year, let's come back and do some more on this because yeah. I think that this is so interesting and. And yeah, we need to do an episode on like the brain. I know. The, what is that? But no, this was fabulous. And like, I'm thinking a little mouse brains, which must be so tiny and cute. Yeah. But firing off at the same, like, I don't even. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. Loved it. Had a great time. Good. Thank you very much. Good. That's what we're here for. So, okay. That was this week's episode. So this episode was on dreams. 
We want to know what other people have dreamt about. Kendall made it very clear that we are two extremes on a spectrum. We want to know what your weird ass dreams are about, particularly if they're really weird. Send them to us because we want to know and we will discuss them. We'll talk about them. We want to know. We'll sit on them and interpret them uh, with our non-expert knowledge. So please. Please send us your love uh, on social media. We have a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram. Uh, you can email us all the things. It doesn't matter. Find us. Find us online and send us your weird shit because we want it. Love it. Yes. Oh, we're on everywhere pretty much now that takes podcasts. Um, and if we're not at the moment, we will be soon. So just know that we are playing on any device you need us to be on. Um, I think that that's about it. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.